Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Four Vaginas Only. Now it is officially May and May is also Lupus Awareness Month. And because I know so many people affected with lupus and have passed that have passed away from lupus, I decided to do a podcast episode this month dedicated to lupus in pregnancy. Hello and welcome to Four Vaginas Only, the podcast about everything female. I'm your host, Dr. Celestine, bringing you important information about understanding your health and body in the way you wish your doctor would actually explain it. All right. Welcome. If you have never listened to one of these podcasts before, I am Dr. Celestine and you are tuned in to Four Vaginas Only, which is a podcast that I've created in order to discuss some common and not so common problems and questions and concerns about pregnancy and gynecology. I am an obstetrician gynecologist and in this episode, we are going to discuss lupus in pregnancy. Now, Lupus affects millions of people around the world, millions of people just in America alone, and I do see occasionally pregnant women that come in or people that are desiring pregnancy that have lupus, and there's actually a lot to go through with them during those visits because there's a lot that needs to be done, there's a lot that needs to be discussed, so I thought that since it's now officially May and it is Lupus Awareness Month, that I will do a podcast episode on lupus and pregnancy. All right, so to start out, officially, there's about 1.5 million Americans that have lupus. That's what it's estimated to be, according to the CDC. And African Americans are actually three times more likely to have lupus than white Americans. It is a chronic autoimmune disease that can damage any part of the body. It's mostly diagnosed at ages 15 to 44, which in terms of what I deal with, with OBGYN, that's actually prime childbearing age. That's the age range where most people have their their babies and their pregnancies. It does affect more women than men. And basically what it is, is it's the body's immune system, which is its defense system, not doing its job. So basically the body cannot differentiate a virus, a bacteria, or a bad germ from healthy cells or healthy organs. So it attacks the entire organ system in a person that has lupus. There are different types of lupus. The most common type is called systemic lupus erythematosus, or SLE for short, and that's the one that affects your entire body. There's also cutaneous lupus that only affects the skin. There's drug-induced lupus, which can happen with certain medications that are prescribed. And there's also neonatal lupus, which is lupus in a baby that has just been born. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later in the podcast as well. Okay, so back in the day, those women that had lupus were advised not to get pregnant at all, which is no longer the case, but a lupus pregnancy is still considered very high risk. And there are some things that you can do before you get pregnant and some things that need to be done during pregnancy in order to make sure that we have the healthiest pregnancy and healthiest baby that we can. Um, so especially ahead of pregnancy, It's recommended that you meet with your doctors, including your OBGYN, including your high-risk OB specialist, which is sometimes a maternal fetal medicine doctor, and also your rheumatologist, so that we can all be 
treating you together during the pregnancy, making sure that everything stays as copacetic as it possibly can. Now, this preconception counseling and preconception discussions with your doctors, it's recommended that you do those at least six months before even getting pregnant. So that's very important for those women out there with lupus to hear. At least six months before you're trying to get pregnant or getting pregnant, make sure you meet with all of your doctors. Make sure that we have all the ducks in the row and everything as controlled as we possibly can. Now, there are still some cases where those with lupus should not be getting pregnant, such as those with uncontrolled high blood pressure even prior to pregnancy. Those with lung disease, especially severe lung disease, heart failure, or kidney failure. In those cases, pregnancy is not generally recommended. And usually, well, I should say in some cases, we should at least work on controlling these issues before pregnancy happens, if that is the plan. Now, Another reason why we need to see you early on before you get pregnant is because there are some medications that you need to take and some labs that we need to do before you get pregnant in order to ensure the safety of you and your baby. So some medications that you take for lupus, such as methotrexate, that's contraindicated in pregnancy, so we can't give you that. On the opposite side, prednisone, for example, we can give in pregnancy in most cases, And that can possibly be continued or added on to your medications in order to control a lupus flare and to control the lupus during the pregnancy. Now, lupus doesn't necessarily block you or inhibit you from becoming pregnant in in and of itself. But like I mentioned, once you get pregnant, it is a high-risk pregnancy. A little under 50% of women with lupus that are pregnant have some sort of pregnancy complication. For example, there's an increased risk of miscarriages with lupus, not so often in the first trimester, although possible, but a lot of times it can happen later on in the pregnancy because of something called antiphospholipid antibodies, which is something that we check for in all lupus patients, and it's important to know if you, the woman that has lupus, has these antibodies, especially prior to becoming pregnant. Because having those antibodies can also increase the risk of blood clots, um, which can potentially kill you during the pregnancy if that were to happen. Which I hate to say, I hate using words like kill and die and death, but unfortunately that's the reality of some situations. Also, antiphospholipid antibodies can increase the chance of having intrauterine growth restriction. Um, a small baby which can have its own set of complications and sometimes we need to deliver early for that. In addition to that, you can also have preeclampsia and high blood pressure and something else known as HELP syndrome, which are all kind of lumped together. Um, just having high blood pressure is one thing, but preeclampsia is when you have high blood pressure with protein in the urine, which can <laughs> leads us way down another rabbit hole of things to discuss, but it's a very severe complication of pregnancy that sometimes leads to us delivering your baby early, sometimes can lead to fetal demise as well. Um, so that's something that's very, that can happen in lupus patients. And it's estimated that around 20% of lupus patients will get preeclampsia. HELP syndrome is another kind of offshoot of preeclampsia. It's another kind of a little more severe version of preeclampsia as well. And speaking of delivering early, 
preterm delivery or preterm birth is a complication of lupus as well, something that can happen. Doesn't always have to. None of these don't always have to, but they can. And it can be for reasons such as the preeclampsia that we mentioned earlier or the IUGR as well, the intrauterine growth restriction. Having a very small baby can sometimes mean that we need to deliver early because the baby being in the womb is a little bit more dangerous at a certain point than the baby being out of the womb in a pregnancy of a woman that has lupus. Now, all these things may not happen. You might get all of them happening at the same time. You might get none of them at all. There's no way for us to know 100%. But because of such a high chance of these things happening, that's why a lupus pregnancy is so high risk. Now, a high-risk pregnancy involves having very frequent doctor visits. We have to monitor the baby's growth. We have to monitor your blood pressure. We have to monitor your labs constantly to make sure that we're not missing something or we're not missing um, any lupus symptoms or lupus flare-ups or complications with the pregnancy. Now, with lupus flares, it's difficult in pregnancy sometimes to tell the difference between a lupus flare and just a symptom of pregnancy because you can have symptoms such as swelling, which those of you who have been pregnant before know that that's very common. In lupus, you can also have a face rash, um, joint swell in particular, fluid accumulation in different compartments of the body. I mean, it's very hard to tell, but that's why we have to keep such a close eye on you between your OBGYN, like me, a high-risk um, OBGYN, such as a maternal fetal medicine specialist, and your rheumatologist all together have to work in order to make sure that the pregnancy is healthy and stable and we get a nice, healthy baby and mom at the end. Okay, so another complication of lupus, just to touch on the baby very quickly, is something called neonatal lupus. So a child can be born with some of the signs and symptoms of lupus such as having a skin rash, such as having liver complications, low blood cell counts. Now, these symptoms of neonatal lupus usually go away within six months, but there is a fetal complication with lupus that can be a little bit more long-lasting or permanent even, and that is congenital heart block. Now, congenital heart block comes from certain antibodies that we have to test for early in pregnancy as well. And especially if you have these antibodies, we monitor the fetus's heart while you're still pregnant. And also, sometimes they get some monitoring after they deliver as well, I believe. And these antibodies are known as anti-Rho and anti-La. And if these are present in a woman that has lupus, there is a risk of having this fetal congenital heart block which can be devastating. It depends on if it's a complete or incomplete heart block. A complete heart block has a high mortality rate. These children have to wear uh, pacemakers permanently. Um, so it's something that we monitor very closely during the pregnancy. Luckily, it's rare. From what I've seen in my research, I don't mean I don't do peds that much, but from what I see, it's only about 1% to 5% of babies who are born to women with systemic lupus have this. Um, but when it does happen, no matter how rare it is, it's devastating to that family and for that child. Now, you know me, for four vaginas only, I am always a big advocate in taking charge of your own health care. So yeah, all of this sounds probably like something that you can't do or can't control. But like I mentioned earlier, the first thing you can do is know that you have this diagnosis, obviously, and then make sure that you see 
your doctors at least six months before trying to conceive, and that will make sure that you're as healthy as you possibly can be before pregnancy. Now, preconception counseling is recommended for everybody so that they can be as healthy as possible, but especially in those with high-risk diseases such as lupus. In addition, you can do your part during the pregnancy. Make sure you see your doctors as they have scheduled you and follow their instructions. I know it seems simple, but trust, as an OBGYN, there are many patients out there that don't follow the instructions that I give them, and sometimes that can have devastating effects. And in this case, with lupus, it's even more important that you're closely seen and closely monitored. So just... Schedule with your doctors, go to your appointments, and make sure you follow your their instructions. Also, pay attention to your body. A lot of these women that have I've seen that have lupus, um, either outside of pregnancy, like my friends and family, or while they're pregnant, such as my patients, they have had lupus for a little bit of time. They know some of the symptoms that usually come with their own personal lupus flare. Lupus affects everybody a little bit differently, right? So they know kind of what theirs feels like to them. So be aware of and pay attention to what your body is telling you during the pregnancy. And if there is any, I mean, any doubt as to whether it's pregnancy-related or lupus-related, make sure you contact your doctor right away and we can help you delineate that and figure that out and make sure that you're staying healthy during your pregnancy. And that is all for this episode. So thank you so much for listening to another episode of Four Vaginas Only. Thank you for listening to this lupus in pregnancy episode. It's very important and it's very near and dear to my heart. I've seen, I've had patients in the past that I've grown very close to and have had pregnancy losses because of lupus. And I have a lot of family members and friends that have lupus or have passed away from lupus and you know, in my field especially, they talk to me about planning pregnancy, wanting a child, and things like that. Because everybody, not everybody, most people, um, you know, regardless of what disease they have or what condition they have, would like to have a baby one day. So it's important that you have these discussions with your doctor as early as possible. It's important that you, if you can, which I know is hard in some cases, but try to Get your lupus under control as much as you possibly can. It's even better if you've been in remission for quite some time before getting pregnant, but I know that's not always possible. But just the best control and be under the best care that you possibly can before you get pregnant. Pregnancy stresses your body out. So anything that you can do to decrease that stress prior to becoming pregnant is always ideal. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please let me know if you have any questions. You can always write to me at Four Vaginas Only on Instagram or Facebook. You can also email me at drc at fvonly.com. And I hope to hear from you guys soon and stay tuned for the next Four Vaginas Only episode in the very near future. Bye.